everybody. I want to welcome you this morning to Family Life Church, especially those of you who are visitors. Um, I see a lot of visitors here today, and we're glad to have you. You guys can be seated. I, I see you're, you're waiting for me to tell you that. Feel free to be seated. Um, I want to welcome you to our service this morning. This morning we have a special Christmas service, and so things are going to run a little bit differently. Uh, the first thing we're going to do is I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward, and they're going to take up uh, this morning's tithes and offerings for those of you who would like to give. If you're a visitor here, we're glad you're here, and I don't want you to feel any obligation um, to give. But those of you who are regular members, this is your opportunity to give. You ushers can go ahead. As the ushers are taking up the offering, I want to make just a couple of really quick announcements before we get into the service. I want to let you know that next Sunday is Christmas, but we are still going to have church here uh, at 1030. It will be a shorter service if you have plans to be with your family or or other things going on, but we will be here on Sunday morning at 10.30. Uh, there's also an adult Christmas party here at the church tonight. Uh, all of you adults who have signed up, I um, want to remind you about that tonight. If you haven't paid Jenny yet, um, now is, we'd prefer you did that this morning if you can. 
So we're going to begin our service this morning. Our service this morning is called The Story of Hope. And we're going to be retelling the story of Christmas in a way that we hopefully, hopefully will show you with some music and some songs and some young actors uh, some of the things we want to point out about this morning's, about the Christmas story. The lights, as you can see, will be a little bit dimmer to, to um, put the focus on the stage. There will be some music. There will be, at times, we will be singing Christmas carols. And when uh, we go into song, you're all welcome and invited and encouraged to join with us in song. All right, you guys ready? Let's go. So, how was school today, Natty? It's really not a story, though. It actually happened, um, although not quite the way they told you today in school. So, tell you what, why don't I read it to you from the Bible, okay? And then we'll see what it really says, okay? All right. And this is from Luke chapter 2. And it says this In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. It's, it's like a wooden box that has the animal's food in it. Well, you know, the animals that were like in the barn. Well, Mary and Joseph had to stay in a barn because of the census. Okay. Tell you what, let me tell you it this way. Many, many years ago, there was a man named Joseph. He loved God and wanted to serve him. He was engaged to a lady named Mary. Now, she loved God and wanted to serve God, too. But before they were married, an angel appeared to each of them and told them that they were going to have a baby. He would become the savior of the world. And that probably would have been a really good thing, except for the angel told them it was going to happen very soon. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty unsettled about that whole thing. But even though they didn't feel ready for that big responsibility, they trusted God and did all that he asked. 
Now, back in those days, they didn't have good internet service. So when it was time for them to be counted by the government, everyone had to take a trip back to their own hometown to check in. For Mary and Joseph, that meant traveling a long way, over 85 miles back to their hometown of Bethlehem. And by that time, Mary was really pregnant with baby Jesus, and I'm sure that traveling a long way wasn't very comfortable for her. And when they finally arrived in Bethlehem, they needed a place to stay. So they knocked on doors, they visited the Days Inn and the Comfort Inn and the Country Inn and Suites. I mean, they tried everywhere and they got so discouraged until they finally found one innkeeper who offered them not a room in his inn, but a room in a smelly basement barn out behind his house. While they were there, Mary gave birth to Jesus. She had nowhere to put him since they had no crib, so she wrapped him in blankets and found a very sturdy-looking manger. <laughs> Mary and Joseph loved their baby Jesus and believed that God had special plans for his life. I'm sure they were excited to be a part of God's plan, too. I love the Christmas story so much. It's not really just a story, but it teaches us lessons that's for us too. It says that God has hope for the unsettled. Sometimes things happen that can feel like they mess up our lives, but we can trust God that he knows exactly what's going on. Like Joseph and Mary there, they weren't married they didn't have a home. They weren't even in their own hometown. And they probably felt like it was a wrong time to have a baby. But they chose to trust God. And he had a perfect plan for Jesus to be born in the right place at the right time. And the good news for us is that God's plan are always bigger than what we can see right at that moment. God knows what's going on and he's so good and so strong that we can trust him to take care of us even when life doesn't make sense. In fact, sometimes when it feels like our life is the most unsettled is when God's really at work in our lives. And
story, though. Let's see what happens next in Luke, okay? Okay. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. I know what a manger is. It's the wind back for animals to eat from. That's right, that's right. You remembered. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Angels come to the shepherds instead of someone else important. That's an excellent question. You're right that people wouldn't have considered shepherds important. In fact, they weren't even liked very much because they were kind of smelly. Most people ignored them, so they usually felt overlooked. But shepherds were out in the field. They were out in the field the night that Jesus was born. And they were caring for their sheep, even if they weren't the best-looking sheep. Suddenly, while they were out in the field, a group of angels appeared in the night sky. And the angels were shining bright with the glory of God. 
The shepherds were afraid. The shepherds were afraid and they fell down. But the angel said, So the angel said, (laughs) (laughs) the the shepherds were amazed at what they saw. They immediately wanted to go visit the new baby Jesus and everyone so happy that they left the field. They all started singing together. Every time I read the story about the angels appearing to the shepherds, I get really happy. Think about it. God sent a whole choir of angels just to share the good news with a couple of lonely shepherds. I love the fact that with God, there's always hope for the overlooked. You would think that the exciting news of Jesus' birth would have been shared with family and friends and maybe their church, or maybe really important people. But God chose to first announce it to a couple of lonely shepherds. In fact, the angels told the shepherds, unto you is born this day a Savior, Christ the Lord. The hope Jesus brought wasn't just for those near to him. It was hope for everyone, even to those who felt ignored. And remember, This isn't just a story about shepherds. It also gives hope to you and to me and to all of us. It gives hope to everyone who thinks that no one notices them or feels like nobody really cares about them. Because as much as Jesus was born to Mary and Joseph and as much as Jesus was born to the shepherds, he's also born to you and to me and to all of us because God loves us so much. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive the King. Let every heart prepare
But there's one more part to this great story. Is it okay if I keep reading a little bit more? Okay. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born, king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and here we <coughs> come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. About baby Jesus. Because Herod didn't want Jesus to become the king. Herod was a bad guy. Well, it sure sounds like it, but let's see what else happens. In assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, in you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Wait, so Herod was a good guy? No, he was lying because he wanted to hurt the baby Jesus. Knew he was a bad guy. Yeah, you're very smart. Now, let's finish the story. And after listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went up before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Why did the wise men give gold to Jesus? That's not a good gift for a baby. Well, the wise men wanted to give to Jesus a, a precious gift, a special gift, because they were so excited that they finally found him. Why were they looking for baby Jesus in the first place? You know, you ask excellent questions. God actually first got the attention of the wise men, but by putting a huge new star in the sky. These very wise men are called magi. They live far away in Bethlehem, and while studying the sky one night, they noticed this new star in the sky. They knew from reading some really old books that this star meant that the king of the Jews had been born. So they traveled a long way to see him. They first arrived in Jerusalem at King Herod's castle. They asked Herod where the new king was because they assumed that a new king would be living in a castle. 
<coughs> when this was news to King Herod, because he thought he'd be the king of the Jews for a very long time, he consulted his advisors, and then he told the Magi, he should be born in Bethlehem. That's what all the old prophets say, at least. Hey, when you find him, when you come back, would you tell me where he is so I can go and worship him too? But King Herod didn't really want to worship him. He wanted to kill Jesus so he could go on being king forever. And so the Magi continued their journey following the new star and carrying their gifts for Jesus. Oh, the gold, Frankenstein, and Myrna. No, close. It's gold and frankincense and myrrh, not Myrna. Finally, they reached Bethlehem and the place where baby Jesus slept. They gave Jesus gifts that they had brought. And they bowed down and worshipped him. And they bowed down and worshipped him. <laughs> they were so glad to have finally found this Savior whom they'd been seeking. But while traveling to find the Savior whom they'd been seeking, the Magi had been warned in a dream that King Herod was up to no good. He didn't actually want to worship Jesus, but really wanted to hurt him. And so they were very careful not to run into King Herod again on the way back. So they put on disguises and went a different way. So Jesus was kept safe from King Herod, and Magi returned to their home in the east. The story of the wise men's journey shows us how much God loves it when people search for and finally find Jesus. It's an encouragement to us that there's always hope for those who are still seeking. These guys followed that star for a long way, for a long time, and they didn't even know who they were really looking for. They just knew they were looking for someone to worship. And God didn't let them down. He led them right to Jesus, their true king. And although their journey was for a long way, they found what they were searching for at the feet of Jesus. And like I keep saying, Natty, it's not just a story about something that happened a long time ago. It's for us today, too. We often find ourselves looking for something more in life. We want to bring our gifts to someone who's worthy of our worship, 
something that will please Him. And sometimes it can be hard because it feels like we're searching forever. But if we will keep searching, just like the wise men, we will find Him. We will find Jesus who is worthy. And like the wise men, God knows that our seeking hearts will lead us directly to Him. And that's where we find the one that's truly worthy of our worship. Did you guys enjoy our story of hope? Thank you all for coming. Um, I want to take a minute and thank 
uh, all of the wonderful young actors that we had up here this morning. Let's hear it for all of the young kids in our... <clears throat> It was, it was a lot of fun um, to see everything went exactly as planned. It was great. Guessed it great. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it um, funny. But I also hope that you heard the story of hope that's in there. And that Christmas time is a time for us to remember that Jesus was born as a baby. Jesus came to earth for us. But it also gives us hope for today. We talked about hope for the overlook hope uh, for the seeking, hope for the unsettled, and hopefully that spoke to you. I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, what does it mean that Jesus gave us hope? What's the hope he gave us? The hope Jesus gave us is relationship with God, and that is the gift that Jesus gives us on Christmas. The story's beautiful. The kids telling it is funny, but the thing I want you to get is because of Jesus you and I have a relationship with God. That's the hope that we have if we're feeling unsettled. If you feel like you're seeking, if you feel like you've been overlooked, that's the hope that is for you today, is to know God. Whether, whether you have no relationship, you've never prayed, you've never been to a church, or whether you have been a believer all of your life, there's still hope for you to grow closer to God. So what I'm going to do right before I release you guys, I'll give you an opportunity if that spoke to you, I'm going to pray, and I promise it'll be really quick for these young kids down here, but if that spoke to you, just bow your heads, and I'm going to pray really quickly. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your son that you gave us at Christmas, and we thank you for the hope that has come um, to all of us. And this morning, those of us who are in a place of need, we say, come Lord Jesus, bring hope into our unsettled places. Bring hope into our seeking hearts. Help us to draw closer to you. And I pray you would bless um, all that are here this morning, Lord, and this Christmas season uh, that's ahead. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you all for coming. I want to remind you uh, that there is a party tonight, and if you need to pay Jenny to do that, if you can. Also, if you did not notice, there is a several large tables of gifts and cards and cookies on the back there. So take a look um, for something that has your name on it, not something you like, but something that has your name on it, and take that. If, if you can, it would really help us if as many people as possible take um, their gifts and cards and everything like that. So thank you all for coming. Have a lovely week.